G'day lads, great to be back. Welcome, yeah, welcome back to Civilization. Yeah, I uh, put my clock forward uh, half an hour and 20 years as we cross the border. Yeah, the bend, mate, I tell you, it's, uh, it's a pretty amazing complex, but we'll talk about that a bit more. Mm. Interesting, the, the feedback on social media. Oh, what do they want now? Well, they reckon that super, the track's boring. I've I got something to tell all the keyboard warriors out there. Go get fucked. <laughs> it ain't the track, it's the product. Yes, welcome to episode 17 of the Racing Cast, Australia's greatest motor racing podcast, and supposed by a panel of people I just made up. Right. I'm the Wolfster, and joining me today are the podcast DSO. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, or morning, or whatever time it is that you're listening out there in podcast land. <laughs> and uh, joining us is uh, a very special guest, and when we say special, we mean it, the podcast sound engineer. Hello all. That all you got? Yeah, that's all I've got. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I just edit. Yes, you don't even edit. Lobster. Uh, oh, yes, indeed. Alrighty. Um, well, it's been a while. Uh, it has. How much did you miss me? So, a lot's happened in the world of motor racing and social media. And first up, you, um, you've you changed your brand, Warbster. Yes, I have. I've uh, gone to um, Racing Insiders because Supercar Insiders was uh, more than likely going to get me in trouble at some point. And also, uh, we did want to... I've already had one page shut down by them. I don't want another one. Chicken. Anyway, yeah, and that and also we were sort of widening the scope a little bit because um, I feel that sort of the grassroots junior categories, call them what you will, are very sort of underserviced with the attention. And look, and I think that um, given the, uh, the the big news of, of the last couple of weeks since we've recall, recorded together, we do need to spread our wings a little bit wider, Warbster, because we need to encompass TCR and... LMP3 and S5000, all these wonderful new categories that cams are putting their hand out. I mean, granting category management rights too. Hang on, TCR? Mm. Because we've got a proven track record of Australian racing fans giving us stuff about little front-wheel drive touring cars, don't we? Hang on, can I do it? Yeah, go for it. Only milk and orange juice come in two litres. Oh, yeah, mate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. You're too young to even remember that, sound engineer. Anyway. Or the bend. Yes, uh, the world revolves around the greatest motor racing series in the cosmos, supercars. Right. And so our um, our uh, world does as well. Yep. Uh, the constant promotion was enough to drive you around the bend, oh, which man. is which is good because that's exactly where they were. Yep, absolutely. For the newest round in the series, the bend OTR Super Sprint. So can I just say, if uh, everyone reckoned the traffic was bad getting out of the night race at Sydney, you weren't in Tail and Bend. It was the Silverstone of the um, South Australian. Oh dear. And Sunder, I'd like to say a very big podcast DSO uh, shout out to uh, Senior Sergeant Rod Walloper of the South Australian uh, Drink Driving .05 Booze Bus Infringement Team. Thank you very much for stopping every single vehicle that was heading out oh, of the got track. Oh, you kidding me. At Tail and, so into Tail and Bend. Circuit's about four or five k's out of Tail and Bend. They, uh, luckily, we were heading the other way, but uh, 
Yeah, every single car. So about three hours of traffic going absolutely now, nowhere. Hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. It's not Bathurst. Yeah. Not everyone drinks a slab. <laughs> a but the other, the other yeah. part is, though, is that if, if you've seen the prices that they charge for drinks at supercar <laughs> meetings, unless you're in like an AMG Merc or an Audi of some description, you can't afford to be drunk. So... You know, you could just weed out, weed them out that way. So let's let's just jump ahead a couple of steps. So uh, in in terms of my weekend at the Bend, mm-hmm. absolutely sensational facility. Uh, a little bit of the Middle East transplanted right here into Australia. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> except it's not a Herman Tilke designed track, so it's actually a bloody good track. Mm-hmm. And those of you that uh, do have the benefit of the subscription service. Would have seen some outstanding racing in all of the support categories. Uh, even even Formula Ford managed to uh, recreate the uh, the great big long snake on their restart. They were sensational. Aussie racing cars were excellent. 86 has absolutely turned it on, and we'll go through those in a bit more detail. Mm. One thing that really was quite interesting, Robster, you you walk into the middle of the pit complex and you go to something called the Welcome Center. Right. And the Welcome Center is the uh, entry to the hotel, so hotel reception's there. Right. What was really interesting was all weekend, you needed to have the correct officials pass, access card, or whatever, so the plebs couldn't go into the welcome centre. At the back of the welcome centre, on the glass wall that abuts pit lane, is a bar. So you could sit, pay your $9 for a schooner of Cooper's, sit at the bar stool and watch the cars transit down pit lane on the other side of the glass. Nice. Absolutely outstanding nice. it was. So, and yes, $9 for Cooper's, uh, over the, for, for a schooner of Cooper's over the bar. Yeah. No, I, no one could so, afford to get no drunk. No one could afford to get drunk and, uh, and do their, do their brief. So, in the main event, uh, two races for up for grabs with 150 points each, and the Crompton phrase of the weekend was tyre degradation, because mm. there wasn't an awful lot of it. No. Uh, first despite, place is, despite all the sand. Despite all of the sand, yes. Uh, it's a reasonably fresh racetrack, and uh, they were using the hard compound tyres, I believe, which so, didn't help. So, here's one for you. I may have a little bit of inside information on some of these things. Yes. The first category out for the weekend at 8am on Friday morning were the Formula Fords. And the last category out after the supercars race on Sunday night was... Formula Ford. Yeah, they they bookended the weekend. Mm -hmm. They were quickest. (laughs) The Formula Fords lap times were fastest on on a dirty track on the Friday morning than they were for the entire weekend. The track got slower uh, as, as the weekend went. Yeah, well, okay. That's uh, interesting. Dirt, oil, crap, rubber. Yeah, the rubber didn't actually make the track faster. Well, not when they were throwing. Compound. Well, no, that when they were throwing shit on the track every five minutes because everyone was falling off, especially yep. at turn ten. Oh yeah. But we'll get into that into a bit. First places first. Uh, the Red Bull duo took a race each with Triple Eight looking back to their ominous best. Having survived the Dutton leadership challenge, <laughs> who made a funny joke about that? Um, boy, are we getting sick of hearing all about that. You did actually. Yeah, thank uh, you. Roland was a happy little mole man heading back to Queensland on Sunday night. So, it's extremely go. ominous. Triple mm. Eight at the moment. We we've we've sat here recording this podcast earlier in the year, saying, "Gee, isn't it look isn't it looking good for." Uh, 
for, for Penske. She's yep. Scotty Max going really well. Oh, well. And yeah. they have just come on and come on and come on. Sort of Townsville was their trigger just like last year. Yep. And, uh, and on they marched. But... Mm. We'll talk about the season of endurance later. Indeed. Um, two what? wild cards for this event. Yep. Uh, Maka and uh, Kurt Kaseki. So I was going to say one did really, really well and one was just total shite. I was going to say one did really well and the other was Kurt Kaseki. <laughs> Same thing. Yep. Uh, Proper haircut. Proper haircut. Chaz. Has he finally listened? He must have. Maybe his media guys said, you know, time for you to look like a real race driver, not a 17-year-old. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he's, he's he's sort of like a skate punk shirt and a bloody emo he, emo emo sort of like nose ring away from looking like a complete douche. Mm. But anyway, uh, the Pur Dog, mm. the Pur Dog mobile signage. Mm. When was the last time Mobile and Brad Jones were associated? I reckon it would be back in the HRT days. Actually, nineteen ninety four, and if you want to go back further, when he was driving for uh, eleven or thirteen. Yep. Yep. Back yep. in 1989. Yep, um, I remember that. Bit of a, well, you would because it was one of the touring cast episodes. It was episode one actually, and episode uh, three, I think it was. Yep. So anyway, um, look up, look for those in the archives. We'll just do a bit of a, uh, you know, get, shameless get listens up. Bit of shameless cross promotion. So, shameless cross promotion. Well done. All right, into Saturday. Qualifying, sorry, Red Bull 1-2 with Win Cup on pole. And your boys, Caruso and Kelly, in the 3-4. Yep, and then it was uh, Ford 5-6-7-8 with Scotty Mack. Frosty, unusual who's up there. Cam, even more unusual who's up there. And Chaz. So, hang on. What did Tickford do that the others didn't? Mm, sacrificed a goat. <laughs> uh, don't know. Mm. Maybe it was the fact that no one's done testing there. Well, well there, is a, there is a kernel of truth to that. Absolutely, there is. Yeah, Tickford got to grips of the track. Less quick were my boy Dave in 17th, Fabs in 22, and Craig way back in 25. There was a reason for that, though. Mm. And um, Red Bull were not very happy with Shane Van Gisbergen after his um, lack for second because he threw a bunch of dirt onto the track and basically ruined Craig and Ron. Yep, ruined Craig, who was immediately behind him, and then a heap of other people behind that who were on their fast lap. Dave's admitted since uh, the 17th that uh, each day's car set up will roll. Mm. Um, they tried something on uh, Saturday night, which came out on Sunday, and the thing was a rocket by comparison. In a series that's as close as supercars, that's how little it takes. It can just be one little tweak, and boom, you're right up the front. On a Saturday afternoon onto the race. Yep. And uh, I actually saw the start of the race, Warbster. Did you? Yeah, I was in the I was in the Cooper's corporate viewing platform up the, the pit entry end of uh, of the of the pit complex. Well, and, you're you're uh, hobnobbing with the important people. No, I needed somewhere to sit before I got called into a stewards hearing, but that's another story. Indeed. Alrighty, so Wincup made it into turn one first with LeBrock and Anton did the mid-pack shuffle together. Caught up all of the usual suspects. Yep. And the big winner was the 25, which danced up 10 positions on lap one, mainly because JC qualified so shit-house. Yes, he, uh, he had a pretty awful run of it. Um, the soccer team's really fallen off in this mid-season um, period. It'll be interesting to see whether they come back during the Enduros. Uh, dancing in the dirt was Stanaway. He who... wasn't the only one all weekend. Believe no, me. he wasn't. But in this one, he decided not to break for a corner. And uh, guess who collided with another car? And she got away with it. Yeah. She got away with it. I tell you right now, isn't it interesting that all of the media hype and the PR about, oh, Simona to replace Craig, Mm. it's all sort of died down a fair bit over the last two or three rounds Mm. because she keeps running into people. Yes, Harvey Norman selling all the hits, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Anyway, SVG took the lead on lap 5, while the Nissan Duo were uh, daggers drawn and being told off by Scafie for not thinking strategically. Is that like when he crashed? I oh, know that we. Yeah. So, old mates JC and Garth met again with JC serving Garth uh, to move up to 8th position. A really shocking weekend for uh, for mm. GT, but for the GRM team in general, they just could not seem to get a handle on it. Around this time last year, we threw a few people under the bus, and a lot of them actually ended up retiring. So um, I'm going to tap uh, Mr. Tander on the shoulder. Time's up, Garth. So that's an interesting one, Warbster, because we were having a chat post per pre-production and you mentioned that maybe you've changed, shifted your thinking on Craig. I actually think, well, that is true. I have, I'm of the opinion that maybe Craig's not quite as um, daft as we think he is retiring now because if he goes on another year and sort of has a similar performances to Garth, Everyone's going to go, oh, what an idiot. He should have gone last year. But and now think, everyone will love him. Well, <laughs> and I think that, that does hold some... Uh, that, that holds true a little bit. I think if you put Craig into one of the GRM cars... He'd be nowhere. He might be puddling around where Garth is. So mm. I think he is suffering terribly from a car that just isn't fast and, and mm. isn't consistent. Um, and having an absolute greenhorn as a teammate, that he can't bounce data off. And we're mm. seeing that, we've spoken about it with Erebus. Although I think when you're saying that sort of like Golding's having problems um, not being able to bounce off of things, I think the problem with Golding <laughs> is he's bouncing <laughs> off of things. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, I'll pay that. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, back from our segue. Yeah, lap uh, six, Lowndes and Chaz in. Which is surprising given the undercut really wasn't on. No, absolutely no. not. Uh, Rick cleared out. Caruso uh, buggered off in short order. Yeah, he had a bunch of pace. He was bottled up behind Caruso and then just as soon as he got out from behind Caruso, he was off into the distance. Garth, who we just spoke about in some detail, had a problem, stopped on the last corner. The uh, the red phone in race control rang yet again and yep. the TV man told Tim it was time for a safety car. Tim, Tim put the um, bat signal out mm. and uh, <laughs> off we went. Having having uh, been lucky enough to be in a race control recently, sitting near where the phone is, it's interesting that how much TV do control everything, even the support categories. Really? Mm. Interesting. Yes. So let's not digress too much. So yep. it's time to promote... Burgers! Give me yes. 10 burgers right now! Yes, J-Dub, cop the Red Rooster double stack chicken with the lot! <laughs> and lost out to the tune of six places. And I didn't shed a tear. Not many people would have. No. Uh, Nissan won the pit battle as Caruso and Kelly are on different booms. Craig was too busy having PTSD flashbacks to comment. Yeah, he was either having PTSD or just laughing his balls off. Mm, like, now you know what I had to deal with all those years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so on the restart, established order stretched out with two-ish seconds between the top four. And the big winners were Courtney up 16 places. That's only because he qualified so crap. And Lowndes up 14. Ditto. Yeah, he, um, Lance really managed to get past some cars, so it showed that the car was underneath him. It's just obviously that qualifying just completely screwed his race. So clearly, as professional race drivers, they needed more than four or five laps to get a handle on a brand new track. Jamie started the charge and flew right up behind Scotty Mack, dived under brakes into one and widened the points gap even more. Uh, in the Triple Eight garage, little children were scared by what seemed to be rolling, <laughs> cracking a smile. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of like a, okay. He's beginning to look a bit less like Hans Moleman and a bit more like Gru from Despicable Me. So we saw a repeat performance a couple later when uh, Winnie Reds did the same thing to Frosty. Yep. Uh, Winnie Reds, don't smoke. Mm, don't smoke. <laughs> You're supposed to say that. Winnie Reds, don't smoke. Thank you. 
Whilst we watch SVG on board, Crompton talk about how watching the same camera yesterday got him all sweaty. Uh, you know someone really likes their racing when... Uh... <laughs> That's a bit sort of... <clears throat> anyway. SVG won by six seconds, and now I know why you're wearing the Nissan Racing shirt today, Warbster. Two and three, and the points lead down to 41. Yes, Kelly and Caruso came second and third. The points lead is down to 41. Scotty Mack really struggled this weekend, and uh, that well, that points lead got absolutely savaged. Mm. Um, and then a couple of notables. Fab's finishing 14th, and my boy Dave down to 17. Yeah, yeah. Erebus really didn't have it on the, uh, have it on the nose at that point. Mm. Yes, so, sir. Sunday morning saw a very different uh, day. We'd had two really nice days, Thursday and uh, Friday and Saturday, with regard to sunny, uh, you know, probably high teens. Sunday, mm. it was overcast and the wind was really, really cold. So, mm. the track took on a, a fairly different perspective for, for all the categories. Uh, one slight thing that didn't change, though, was uh, the Red Bull duo were on the front row again. Mm, with a surprise second row of the Slade Dog but, and Scotty Pie. But mm. let's be honest, does it really surprise anyone that the team with the most money was able to do the most with the least amount of prep? I, no one's ever. Everyone's green coming into this. No, okay. I'll, of course, I'll, the team with the most money was able to. No, no. To I'll challenge. It. I'll challenge you. Yeah, it's no, not. I'm it's not just money. Mm-hmm. It's engineering wherewithal. Yeah. It's, it's having. It's, it's having, having a good engineer that it's, can judge. It's having, it's having good drivers that can adapt. It's uh, it's having a team of engineers who can analyse data, mm-hmm. drivers who can help sit down and debrief and interpret that data, and this goes everywhere from Formula Ford right through Porsches, 86s, yeah. any car that's logging data, they go through and they look at the data, they they, 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 do, they do a trace overlay with, another, with the other yep. driver, they look at who was deeper into the corner, what, what their turning points were, what brake pressures. So there's a lot more analytical, it's not just money. If it was it's just money Money. Money buys and more people though. Oh yeah. Still got well hang man, on. Man, no, it doesn't. Man, man, no, that. no, no, it doesn't. Because doesn't Ludo's it? still left. Yeah. The other point uh, well, there's two points yeah, on but this. Hang on. There's two points on this. Yep. One, if it was just money that was a determining factor, why has WR done nothing for years? Mm. Because they were throwing God knows how much money at it when they were still HRT. Yep, when um, Alden were throwing stupid the, amounts of money at them. In the post well, in the late scafe and post scafe eras. Yep. Number two, if it was just money that was determining factor, why is Dave fifth looking at fourth in the championship and being up there all year? Yep. Because no, Erebus has nothing like Hang on, I'm not there. saying that it's I'm not saying it's money everywhere. I'm saying it's money where it's a new track. Money certainly helps. You know another thing that helps? Continuity. Yep. Yeah. Because if you look at the Red Bull technical changes, the only two big moves that they've ever had in the entire history since they became competitive, Adrian Burgess come, came and went. Yep. And Ludo left. Yep. And when you think that's a span of twelve years. Yep. So the team lost, is together, and the, the team, team's got. The yes. Te- you've got Dutton. The team is a got, team. You've got Dutton, Couchy, Irish. Yep. There's your three key engineers, yep. Back, yep. backed up by the second level engineers as well. Yeah. Um. And 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 strategy. Yep. So that sounded surprisingly insightful and intelligent for us. Let's move on. Yeah, we're talking um, sense. Jesus back to stupidity. Right. Uh, Scotty Mack qualified tenth, which is notable because Scotty. That's terrible by Scotty's chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Scotty's standards. Yep. Chaz twenty fourth. Anton eighth, who out qualified Dave, who was twelfth. So Dave Dave started the race from twelfth. Keep mm. uh, be mindful of that for those of you that know the result. But yes. uh, 
absolutely drove the doors off at our boy. Mm. And uh, so Kurt Kostecki uh, destroyed a right rear off, after, the off the line after locking wheels with the usual crash magnets, Beebs and Stanaway. Mm-hmm. The following yellow left pit lane packed with cars looking for clear track position. <laughs> There's a certain irony that um, when you're trying to find clear track position, don't all come in and pit together. Yeah, yeah, that'd be it. Mm. Uh, given, the, given the tyre wear or lack thereof, the undercut wasn't on Neil. Which means the undercut is on. No, Neil, it wasn't. It wasn't on. And um, just backtracking a bit, mm. Greg Murphy came out and said that Richie Stanaway is one of the top 10 whoa, drivers. Whoa, whoa. Hey, yeah, but, hang, but hang, hang on. In, in supercars at the moment. Um, I reckon yeah, they, need, they, need, they need to do a bit more drug testing on this. We've I mean, dra- drawn up a little list. They need to do so, drug testing on them or something, because that's, that's the stupidest thing I've heard all year. In our, in our pre-production meeting, which consists of having a cup of tea and eating some lollies... And talking sh- And talking <laughs> nonsense. We, uh, we, we've come up with our... With, well, I've come up, I've written mine down. I think you boys are pretty much on the same page almost. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I, I'm going to give you my top 10 drivers of the series. So this is my top 10 drivers. At in, the moment. In, at the moment, in no specific order. Mm-hmm. Slade. Yep. Reynolds. Yep. Percat. Yep. Scotty Pie. Yep. Your boy, Rick. Mm-hmm. Chaz Mostert. Yes. Scotty Mack. And the Red Bull Trio. And the Red Bull Trio. Best so which drivers. one? Which one of those is um, Richie Stanaway better than? Yeah. I would submit to you at uh, the moment none. None. <laughs> so, quite possibly, Richie Stanaway is the least worst Kiwi driver currently driving a race car. That is an SVG or no, 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 and he's only marginally better than Greg Murphy. But hang on, who drove I'm a car earlier in the year in practice? <laughs> still got Andre's better than him. They're a hell of a lot. They're a hell of a lot more Kiwis better than uh, the better than Richie Stanaway at, at the, the moment. moment, and I think Stanaway isn't getting the opportunity to shine because nope. he's driving a dunger, and we've spoken about it in about five or six episodes as to mm. the dollars and all the other things that sit with it. Point without okay. Another point while we're talking about Richie, uh, idea without without notice. Mm. How good do Castro look right now, having jumped on Rick instead of um, oh, Richie? Talk about a marketing genius! Yeah, even if even if they did get uh, a bargain basement, yeah, they look really good sponsoring that car instead of Richie because Richie's been absolutely stuffed. Yep. Anyway, back to uh, the race. Uh, right. Lounge ran Pi onto the Newcastle line and squeezed him so hard that Caruso jumped the pair on him. Mm-hmm. That was that was a bit self-defeating, wasn't it? Absolutely. And our old mate, A3K, smacked into the back of Tanner, entering the pits, destroyed the front of the car, and then got into him again on the exit. Yeah. So we have to say something very important. Yeah, go like this. I'm sorry, Leanne. Never meant to cave the bumper bar. Jesus, I really fucked up that car. So, uh, yeah, wow. Um, that was weird. A- A3K made himself a bit of an outcast. Pit stops kept happening, so fuel loads were discussed ad nauseum. Uh, bottom line, Caruso didn't overtake Winnie Reds, who timed things perfectly and kept the lead. That was a really good strategy call by Triple Eight. Holdsworth's car shit itself with a drive shaft failure. Charlie must have gotten Cam Waters' reject drive shaft somewhere. Mm-hmm. Either that or um, that mob near Ballarat, who... I uh, know, oh we talked about the tender process yeah, last yeah. time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, JC dived on Scotty Mack after the 17 car made a mistake and dropped to 14th. That was 
Megan's had an absolute shocker. Just uh, one to get one to get out of the way before the season of endurance. Yes, the um, best time of the year. At this point, the uh, compression of the race on uh, Channel Ten confused the hell out of the Fox Telly Challenged. Mm. It was very hard to follow the race at that point. They've really got to do something about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about a longer? Yeah, how about just showing the races in full the week after? Yeah, that might be a good idea. That'd be great. It worked. It works. Worked for SMP. Yeah. So Garth went off after forgetting to break into turn ten. One of the many victims of a deceptively tough corner. And speaking of spuds, <laughs> Blanchard rotated after trying to turn down on a Jacques Lebrocky uh, passing move at one. Yeah. Uh, that block was never on. Oh hell no. Mm. Reynolds took third after the Slade Dog didn't break well enough into ten. Reynolds gained nine positions on qualifying effort and was one of the big movers, along with Mostert, who went up 11 positions to 12th, and Perkett gaining 10 to end up 5th. Larko talked into the pits to Dutto about leadership within Triple Eight. <laughs> Had we not heard enough about Dutton and leadership challenges that week? Meanwhile... Uh, JC did much the same as Slade, but worse, and Scotty Mack was running around 10th. It was a weekend of forget, and his points advantage was disappearing by the lap. Uh, thankfully, SVG couldn't close on winning reds before the flag, as the Kiwi buttoned off to keep his uh, points horse secure. I think, I think you, there's a typo. Isn't it whiny reds? <laughs> Winch cup. Winch cup. It's back. Oh, <laughs> never. So, uh, in the end, win cut by 11 seconds from SVG, who was second, but only just from Dave. Mm. And uh, then we had Bottlegate. Oh, Bottlegate. Bottlegate. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, Jamie Winkup as, was... As if, as, if the, uh, as if the stewards, which is translated to the IPO and Deputy Race Director, mm-hmm. couldn't be hated enough and confuse the hell out of the motorsport public even more. Yep. Due to a breach of podium procedure... Something that exists only in the supercars manual, not the cams manual. Jamie got whacked a thousand dollars for dropping a champagne bottle down to a crew member off the podium, and to this day, did he catch it though? David Reynolds. No, he didn't. David Reynolds, you are still my hero because you were the first man to do that in recent supercars history, and you were the first one to break it on the uh, Formula One pit lane, and the Formula One boys weren't terribly happy about that. But regardless. Yes. So, the points lead down to 19 points coming into the, se- the season of endurance. Boy, are we going to get sick of that one? Are we ever? So, the good, the meh, and ugly time. And yes. Warbster, I'll throw it to you first. Sound engineer, here's my pen. Yeah. Start, Start making notes. <laughs> so You um, did watch it on, on the subscription service, didn't you? Sorry, mate. I had VCE to deal right. with. Oh, yeah. Well, school is important. It's all right. Stay yeah. in school, school is kids. not important. Yes. Stay in school, kids. Yes. Yep. Even if it takes you seven years to finish grade four. I believe in you, mate. Warbster, the good. Well, Triple Eight, Red Bull pair in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bend gets a big happy smiley thumbs up from me. Absolutely. As a track, as a place to race, as a permanent venue, which God knows we need more of them. They are going to build both a drag strip mm. and an airstrip. Back to the good. Uh, Caruso. I thought he uh, excelled himself pretty well. Yep. Um, certainly got uh, on terms with Rick, which is one of the few times any of the Nissan drivers have done that this yep. year. Meh. Do you want, you want us to have a run at good before we move on? Yeah, go for it, yeah. So I think you can't go past um, the Red Bull pair of the Triple Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, just 
absolute consummate professionals as much as I hate admitting that. Yep. I've waxed lyrical about the bend enough already. Mm. I think I think Erebus to turn it around and Reynolds' performance yep. on Sunday was, was very much a good mm-hmm. sound engineer. Yeah, with Reynolds. I wasn't sure where to put him because he was good and met, wasn't he? That's a good point. Bit of man, mm-hmm. bit of good. good point, bit of good, right? yep. Well, but I, I sorry. think he did. I think he did do well in terms of he's n- he's not in a big team that has a lot of engineering prowess, and they tried something. They tried something a little bit Are left you field. Telling me, Beasley's a spud. No, I'm saying <laughs> yeah, that's what you're saying. But they tried something. They found they found it though, and like Dave said, they made a change overnight, and then the thing became a rocket. Yep. Meh. Well, Garth has to top that one. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. And for me, I'd tack. GRM onto that. I, I mm, think they mm. just struggled. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying very hard not to just lay into Golding every race because I just think he's just unfortunately he's found his level, and unfortunately that level's not very good. Mm-hmm. Plus, if um, somebody if I fire up on bloody um, Golding, someone's going to call me out on Anton because he's been horrific lately. Mm-hmm. The majority of the time, Penske, I'm going to say, is meh by mm-hmm. their standards at least. Yep, Fabs has been absolutely nowhere, and if Scotty Max having an off day, they're nowhere to be found. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to apologise because I know he's a wild card, but Kurt Kostecki. Yeah, so far out of his depth, and the, and the rumours persist that the Kostecki family want to buy two, uh, one or two RECs and go main game next year. He's gonna um, he's gonna be another ruler. Had just absolutely out of their depth. He's gonna be another ruler. I think I've so. Already. Yep. He's not ready. He's not quick enough. He's got. A, a, what's the point of running around sort of sixth to tenth in the DBS series? And then go up to the main series because it's I, not like the competition is going to get easier. I think um, I think Macaulay Jones and um, no, well I'll, I'll leave that. No, I'll go, I'll go my best performance now because it marries him beautifully. Yep. My best performance was BJR. Yes, Macaulay did really really well, and he was up against it in terms of he's you know he's the wild card or the rookie. Yep, um, he's probably and, he's probably getting the fourth best stuff they've got of everything. Yep, and uh, and you had Slady and Purdog. Um, up in the top ten both days, mm-hmm. and uh, or thereabouts, and uh, for mine, yeah, that you, you can say that uh, the team that won both the races was best performance. But I think um, that little engine that could from up in Aubrey uh, did very well in mine. It is amazing what happens when they're not having to repair panels every five seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The ugly. Well, my best performance is winning roads. Yep, win cup, obviously. Ugly. Wrestling. Yep. The reigning champion. Scaife commentary? Just Scaife in general. Yeah, I bumped into him a couple of times. You poor bastard. Said hello to Tim. Said hello to everyone. I had a great time. It's interesting. All the commentary boxes are right are between... The commentary boxes are between the stewards room and race control. Oh, lovely. Yeah. That, that makes it nice and awkward. Yeah, it did. Oh. It did. Oh, so they can hear everything. No, they can't hear anything. Well, they can't hear anything. They're too busy going on about fuel strategies and bloody tyre life and all that other crap I normally do. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. Hello. This is Ranjit. I am spokesman for the Madras Rubber Factory, the best tyres in world motorsport. 
MRF are proud to announce our great association with the Bathurst race will commence next year. Yes, MRF are the new control tyre for the great Bathurst race. <laughs> and the nice man, James O'Brien, even told me he has shifted it from October to Easter to let more people come on the holiday weekend. I am not sure what you two are be laughing about, but MRF, proud to be associated with Great Bathurst Race, may a cobra strike you on the penis. <laughs>Welcome back to the Racing Cast. Quick plugs. The Podcast DSO can be found at facebook.com forward slash the podcast DSO. Um, and I can be found at the newly updated www.facebook.com slash racing insiders. So, um, Sound Engineer, how's that Instagram page going? Look, mate, it's, it, it's coming. Look, I've had exams. I've just been bitten on the dick by a cobra. <laughs> Calm down. Have some compassion for me. So, uh... <clears throat> We've done a bit of rebranding, Warbster. Yes, we have. Yes? Yes, in between um, Reptile Bites, we have been um, doing quite a bit of uh, rebranding. And, so, uh, uh, and, and, and cancerous lawsuits. And cancerous lawsuits, yes. So, we'll throw to the new National Racing Roundup. This is National Racing Roundup with the Warbster and the DSO. Hang on, what about me? No, no, you're only a bit player. Mm. All right, Porsche Wilson Insecurity Carrera Cup Australia. Yep, Armand went nuts and had the wood on both Glendale. He didn't hit the wall diving under brakes as Love didn't find a way. And then he also had the wood on Dale. Uh, enough puns. Uh, Michael Armand won twice and took out the weekend overall. Uh, the third race was taken out by the guy who has the wood on everyone, Dale. Yep. Uh, he also won the Battle of the Wood Brothers. Hang on, they're a NASCAR team, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway, um, as Glenn ended up midfield, best non-race winner was uh, Jackson with an X Evans. Indeed. Playing latter-day Bob Jane for a weekend was Sam Shaheen, who's a member of the family that owns the band we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Warbster, what's he do next? Build a super speedway, start a $100,000 sports sedan series, <laughs> or sponsor Alan Grice to do something? Oh, oh. Ben Grice. Ben Rice? Yeah, there'd be no, a waste of money. No, start a tyre company. No, 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 there'd be a waste of money. That'd be, that's a complete waste of money, yeah. Speaking of uh, Ben Grice, in a shock, the Toyota 86 series races were all won by people driving Toyota GT86s. No! Yes! So the round win at, uh, at the bend, the round was won by James Wilkins. Is he related to Richard Wilkins? Mm. Doesn't get an eye patch. The results were very mixed, and the biggest loser was usual front runner Liam McAdam, who somewhere managed to end up with minus twenty four points. Uh, that? That's because you gain X number of points, mm. and then for running into people, oh. the series series DSO and stewards whack you with series points, so you end up mm. in the negative. Mm. Anyway, the 37 car group was impressive and the series has really taken off this year. Uh, one makes series and not my cup of tea, but the Ute series could learn a thing or two there. Oh, fucking hell. Don't you be fucking ragging our Utes. Yeah, the Utes are fucking great. Yeah, even I'm on board now. That's great. 
So, Warbster, um, wandering through the paddock a yep. lot on the three days at the bend, as I did, the 86 series is extremely impressive. Yes, um, yes. They've got a couple of driver coaches. They've mm. got Bargs and they've got Greg Crick. Uh, Greg mm. Crick's their DSO. Yep. Um, doing a driver standards role. They've actually got a, a, an IPO, so an investigating prosecuting officer as well. Yep. They um, really cleaned up uh, their act in terms of running into each other. They've, they've certainly tidied that up. Yes. And... Toyota are throwing an absolute bucket load of money at it. Well, they haven't got anything else. Absolute truckload of money at the series. Mm, mm. Um, So, did you see there was an exciting new driver in the 86s? Yeah, yeah, I did. 13th overall, brand Mm. new, debut in the series. Yep. yep. uh, And never raced at the track before. Absolutely excellent effort. Mm. I I think this kid's got a big future. Yep. Who was it? Was it Declan Fraser? No. No. Was it... Ba- Kane Baxter Smith? No. Big, big shout out to Kane. Yeah, big shout out to Kane, but no, it wasn't. I didn't get a chance to come and see your brother. Uh, Emily Duggan? Uh, I did say hello to Em. I, I actually bumped into Em and said to her, I can remember your very first race in Victoria in an XL, but that's another story. No, no it wasn't. No, it wasn't Emily. Well, who was it then? Jason Bright. Jason Bright. Yeah. Yes. Hang, hang on. So, Jason. The two Toyota guest drives this weekend were at the bend were Chris Pither and Jason Bright. So yep. uh, good to see them getting miles in prior to the season of endurance. Yeah. So is Matty Brabham going to get in halfway through a race that Jason Bright's in and take his co-drive? Oh, careful. <laughs> Still at the bend, yep. uh, Kumo Tyres Australian V8 Touring Car Series wound up okay. with uh, Tyler Everingham taking out uh, the series in a, mm-hmm. in a nervous finish to the season. The 17-year-old Everingham swept the round, uh, but... Had a, a had a fair few panel crunching moments uh, in the nine lap race. He took the title from Vanilla Teenager Zach Best and John McCorkendale for third. And uh, John Mc, John McCorkendale has to give a bit of a shout out because he's actually in a generation older car than the other two. Mm, indeed. Mm. Uh, Australian Formula Ford and the biggest penalty handed out by the category this year just got a whole lot bigger. Uh, Courtney Prince, who had uh, multiple crashes and wiped out three cars at Sandown. Compounded her issues by losing her $5,000 suspended fine, was excluded from the meeting, and lost 60 championship points to boot. The series DSO and the camp stewards certainly sent a message in doing all of this. Yeah, Warbster, um, on the track it was series leader Hunter McElray in the Sonic Motor Racing Services, Miguel, who was only a qualifying point away from a clean sweep for the weekend. Hamish Ruberts put it on pole but was unable to convert his one lap pace in the races, finishing third for the weekend. But talk about the old and the new. Mm. So 15-year-old Tommy Sargent, in only his sixth race meeting in a Formula Ford, took second for the weekend. Young bloke is from Young, pardon the pun, mm. in uh, central, New South Wales, central southern New South Wales. And at the other end of the scale was some old bloke called John Blanchard. Now, for those of you who are playing at home, that last name will sound very familiar. It is, in fact, um, his father, I think. Tim Blanchard's dad. Yep. Jesus, what decade is this? Yeah, not the 90s. No shit. And meanwhile, Cam Shields was probably more willing to talk about Formula 4 or the fact that he got run into by Hamish Ruberts in uh, race two, but that's another story. Now, there is one um, point that I would like to make. Um, in the Warbster Awards save of the year, I reckon uh, race one, Harrison Goodman, threading, threading that needle between uh, three or four crashed cars, that was absolutely brilliant. Bit yes, of if, if you were lucky enough to have the subscription service and saw race one of the Formula Fords, 
uh, very, very handy piece of driving by uh, by Harrison, who uh, is out of Brisbane and runs for Brett Francis Racing, I believe. So, segues beautifully, Warbster, into the following weekend for the CAMS, Shannon's Nationals. Yep. And Formula Eugene saw four winners from six races. Yep. But the aforementioned Mr. Shields wasn't one of them and uh, had the most consistent weekend at the front runners, along with the round winner, Ryan Sewell. Yes. Uh, fastest overall was Juice to Jada. Yeah, Jaden O'Jada. Who's, um, who's not the uh, reigning Formula Ford champion. Sorry, dear. So. No, that's um, okay. Uh, uh, Jaden, uh, in fact, Jaden was, uh, was at the bend. He was doing some work. Engineering one of the cars okay, with uh, the Formula Ford boys mm. and girls. But last weekend at Winton, he won three races, but a DNF and a ninth in the first two races certainly sunk his weekend. Absolutely. And in the uh, Australian production cars, uh, soon to be the Midrash Robber Factory Stop Sniggering um, series, <laughs> uh, Tony D'Alberto and uh, Grant Denyer swap swept the round after winning race two in a vastly different fashion to the first. Yeah, so the, the, they ran two two-hour races, which uh, from past experience are about as exciting as watching paint dry. Um, in fact, I think I think the Super Utes around Winton are more exciting than two hours of production cars. So uh, Saturday's two-hour race was a thriller. Daniel led, but uh, got chased down in the at, the at the back end of it. And on Sunday, Delberto didn't even get in the, did get behind the wheel. They made the decision mm. that they would have to do a shorter pit stop yep. if they didn't swap drivers because Delberto's considered a pro and Daniel's mm. an amateur. Yeah. So Daniel stayed behind the wheel. Delberto didn't even uh, hop in, and mm. off they went. Pulled the lead of nearly a minute over Jim Polisina and another exige, mm. uh, and. What's really interesting there is the uh, the competitors who just by sheer coincidence own the category management rights to Australian production cars haven't seemed to do too well in their big dollar BMWs, but mm. we'll leave, and we'll leave mm. it at that. Well, um, survey says that uh, that was a good uh, strategy call by uh, the Genius team. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Oh no, we can't say that anymore because he's um, not got that show anymore. He got the axe. Mm. He got the horse. All right. So on to our newest segment. You know what really grinds my gears? A lack of synchromation. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? People in the 19th century. Why don't they get with the freaking program? It's called an automobile, folks. It's much faster than a horse. Oh, fuck you! Lack of synchromation does really grind my gears. Um, seriously. Do we dare go into the women in motorsport thing? We do. Mm, do we? We certainly oh, do. So... I'll just I'll throw one back at you, Warbster. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily Duggan, I mentioned um, I bumped into Em at the at the bend and, and yes. said hello, and yes. I've uh, seen Emily race in Victoria and New South Wales for a lot of years now in XLs, and uh, I, I certainly know Em to say hello to. She's uh, she's a really really uh, lovely person, and she's not a bad steerer, mm-hmm. and stepped up into eighty uh, sixes. This is her second round in eighty sixes, and. I think it's not uh, it's not unreasonable for me to say that um, her and her team are struggling to find their feet in 86s, whereas they've been very successful in XLs. Yes, but there's um, a bit of a step up between XLs. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. But um, more of a chasm. A know. bit of uh, a bit of Somi watch. She's just sort of edging in. Mm. There was a, an interesting story, Daily Mail Australia, um, about. Uh, about Emily, so I'm not quite sure whether a PR guy has been misquoted or what's quite what's going on there. But, or, the, um, or the Daily Daily Mail didn't read things properly and didn't know what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I think um, 
I think knowing that Daily Mail's form, I, I think um, I subscribe to the theory that any publicity is good publicity, except potentially for the Daily Mail. And, and if you do happen to listen to this, I think you're fairly lucky that um, you didn't end up in a you know in a swimwear photo associated with that. Because uh, mm. if you want good publicity, the Daily Mail ain't where you're going to get it. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they said she was the first female racer in the '86 series, and that's not the case because um, Leanne Leanne's guested many times. Yep, absolutely. So um, tokenism versus ability, Warbster. Women in motorsport. Well, if you look at the situation and Danica Patrick's kind of the um, yardstick by which all of these things are judged by. Mm. Unfortunately, oh, what not Susie Wolf? Ugh, don't even go there. <laughs> well, we're not. Talk- I mean, we're talking on a local level now. Yep. If you look at like a major national series, like let's take the NH- NHRA for example. Yep, there are women everywhere in drag racing. Started with Shirley Muldowney. Uh, started back further than that, but Shirley Muldowney was a three-time world champion. Yep. You've then had John Force's girls, yep. uh, Melanie Troxel, yep. um, Angel Sampay Savoir, whatever her married name was at that point, uh, um, yeah. in Pro Stock Motorcycle. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and that's just um, Erica Enders is another one. Yep. Um, so you've had a lot of drag races where it's become normalised that, hey, if women can drive, put her in the seat. Yep. It's all about ability, and it doesn't matter whether they're a woman or not. Exactly. <laughs> I think there's a um, problem in road racing, and it's worldwide, but if we want it, we're going to put the microscope on Australia, where it's almost how much money and how much exposure can you bring more than your ability. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for Men, male yeah. and female, but yeah. it's just magnified for women because it's like, oh, we've got a woman. Spotlight. So we won't touch on... Uh, she who doesn't drive Super 2 anymore because we've covered her ad infinitum in all the episodes. Go by Murkoff. <sighs> but, what I, but what I will say is um, the person who's got the ability but can't seem to raise a budget to get to the level she probably deserves... Chelsea Angelo. It's Chelsea Angelo, absolutely. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah, she's stuck in second-rate Porsche at the moment. Yep. And she's probably... I mean, she deserved her place in Super 2. Um, the money ran out. I think part of that is the fact that she's not gone the publicity-seeking angle that um, Others certain, have. certain other people who shall remain nameless mm-hmm. did. And but, I think she got lost in the shuffle. Sorry, do you, do you, don't you mean the Instagram fitness blogger? Yes. One thing I would say about this is there's plenty of guys that are in a similar situation, but the difference is they're not going to go out and get the try to out. promote themselves and try to get... You don't hear about them because because there's everyone... There's, there's like, you know, everyone and his dog. And lolly bags on Instagram aren't anywhere near as interesting as bikinis. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the other point is because you've got a male fan base. Yep. Um, there's two or three things that are interesting about female races that a man just cannot keep up with. And I know that's going to sound really, really horrible. But unfortunately, you have a situation where blokes act like blokes. And the first <coughs> is just outstanding when you look at some of the comments mm. on social media. Yeah. You know, things like, I think you're gorgeous, you should be racing. Hang yeah. on, hang on, is that two statements or one? Yeah. And yes, you might think she's gorgeous, but can you please back up why you think she should still be racing? Yeah. And this sort of comes all... down to the, the inability to treat a female racer or a female whatever as a male. Especially when you're being negative about performance. And that feeds into yeah, the I'm whole... Saying, I'm not saying a word right now. <laughs> you don't have to. But, but, I mean, but look at it this way. If you're a spud, you're a spud. doesn't matter who you are. Yep. 
That's all. That's that's what I'm saying about that. Is but if you call them a spud, then they start getting offended, and their fan base goes after you, and you're sort of living in this vacuum where you can't take criticism, and you're not accepting criticism. But the other problem is that they're high because they get so much attention because it's all glamorous to have tokenist people in motorsport these mm. days, mm. and they and they start and like for example with Simona. Yeah. Simone, I reckon Simona would be a far better driver if people focused less on the fact that she's a woman and more on the fact that she's and a good driver with up. a fair with a fair amount of natural ability and, that she runs and potential. She, run, she runs into people as, as as well as anyone else in the field. Yeah, at the yeah. Moment. but she's yeah. got but she's got potential. That, you, but when, she needs to hone her craft. But but as we keep saying, when you're back in the pack, you're going to get whacked. Yeah, absolutely. whether you're the whacker or the wackee. So that's mm. the blatantly sexist comments online. It's either it's almost two two poles. It's either um, blatantly sexist or oh my god, you're beautiful. Um, mm. Go out, please go out with me. Yeah, go go or or the sort of go you girl type thing because all all the sponsors are interested in is sort of the um, you know the headline pop. Yep. Well, we've got a female driver, Harold Sun. And that crosses beautifully into media hysteria. Media hysteria. I mean, look at Danica Patrick. I mean, Danica Patrick, when she was in the Indy series, and even more when she came into the NASCAR series, it was like, Danica Patrick, Danica Patrick, Danica Patrick. Oh, Jimmy Johnson's on pole. Danica Patrick. Yep. You know. Yep. So you've got to look at it. Is, is, your, is your media, is your attention, is your budget, is your everything proportionate to your skill? And it shouldn't make a difference whether you're male, female, or somewhere in the middle of all that. Yep. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters is lap time and performance. Absolutely. And I think there can't really be any headway until attitudes and perceptions change. And I'm going to sound like a a misogynistic dinosaur here, and, and those of you that know me know that I'm not. I think the problem we have internationally at the moment is... Everything's about affirmative action for females. We've got quotas in politics to have the you know the, the right number of female members of parliament in each party. Careful. It's no no. It, it should sadly it's not, but it should only always ever be based on your ability to do the role that you choose, whether it's in employment, whether it's as a racing driver, no matter what it is. Hmm. And, and sadly, we all know that that doesn't happen. So, you know, there, there, but, could be, there, there could be numerous young kart racers out there and state-level competitors who um, have, you know, outstanding, uh, of either gender, who have outstanding ability and potential, but never ever get there because they can't afford to get to the next level to be seen or can't afford to get their way through for a drive. And I think the, the going back to the drag racing example where women in sport are, it's basically normalised. I think to a one point of the reasons is, is because they're in equal. Say you're in competition eliminator. It's equal cars. Mm. Shit, she won the race. I'll keep yep. an eye on her. Yep. Shit, she won five races. I better give her a drive. Yep. It's got nothing to do with the fact that you're male, female, whatever. It's a case of you won all these races. So you need to have a situation where women succeed on their own merit, and you give them a little bit of a leg up just to. Um, increase the participation in the sport, but you don't go to the extreme levels that they tend to do. And, and even, <clears throat> even top fuel and funny car in NHRA competition, it's still about your ability to drive that car, how your crew chief has set it up for the track conditions and the climatic conditions. But, if, if you strike the tyres at 300 feet, you've got to be able to pedal your way mm. to get to 1,000. Um, and if you happen to be in front if if it turns into a into a smoke fest and, and you pedal your way through and you and mm. you end up with a 
with uh, with the trophy at the end, it doesn't matter what your gender is, and mm. you know you can handle six or seven thousand horsepower, and you can be uh, Rochelle Splat, perfect yep. example, One, the only the mm. only woman to uh, to to run in the in the three hundred in the initial three hundred club, and she's tiny, she's like five foot nothing, yeah. and here she is hurling. Uh, a six thousand horsepower top fuel car down the track, uh, as as good as anyone else. Melanie Troxell yep. uh, slash John, well, Nee Johnson because she's now uh, married to Tommy Johnson Jr. Yep, she's won a world championship. Yep, in, in top fuel. Shirley Maldani won three. Yep, as I said before. So it's not like the ability is not there, but the thing is, is that they're doing it by their skill. But the thing is, what? with with drag racing, it's mm. very easy to get started. And it's very easy to see to see the people who do it well and the mm. people who don't do it well. Mm. It's not it's not hard to make it if you're good, you'll easily progress in drag racing. Yeah, but the thing right. is is that you're progressing right. by nature, you're not progressing because of someone else has got a lot of money. Yeah. That's the difference. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Opportunities helped or hindered by affirmative action and potentially hindered. I, I think it's um it's it's that old adage of, you know, the percentages at the moment are fifty nine forty one but subject to change. Hmm. Hmm. But anyway, um, we hope we didn't offend anybody up. And if we have triggered anybody, we apologise. But It's okay. Um, Just take, take, take it to our Facebook pages and, and let us know. Yeah. Um, um, ha- ha- happy to take a hit on social media. Yeah. Everyone else does. Mm. <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, is that it's one of those things, and this is something that I really like about our page, is the fact that everybody who's on there who does comment, even if I don't agree with you, hey, at least you're playing you're playing the subject. You're not having a pop at me. You're having a pop at the concept. And you're saying, hang on, I disagree with this because. And this is one of those important things when you start talking about getting women involved or basically non-white people also involved in motor racing is... There are many, many different points of view. So this is just ours. Like the Madras Rubber Factory. <laughs> Alrighty, so we touched on... How's, how's that bite feeling, by the way? <laughs> Still I didn't get bitten. Alrighty, so I touched earlier, Warbster, before we roll into that one yep. right there. Yep. LMP3. LMP3 Cup Australia. So mm, mm. apparently LMP3 Cup Australia is the brainchild of Sydney-based former Formula One engineer and Carrera Cup Australia team owner... Chris Papadopoulos. Hang on, that's a familiar... Don't. That's a familiar My mates at Cam's, alright? Don't forget my mates at Cam's. And Gold Coast Racing driver Josh Hunt. So... Hang on, Papadopoulos is a very familiar sounding surname. Yes, it's 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 uh, it's a very common Greek surname. Yes, is it? yep, absolutely. Uh, you, uh, is, he, is he related to a um, certain no, no, other no. Papadopoulos? Well, it's it's it might be a common surname, but it's possibly not that common. Hmm. So, is he related to Mr. Hippopotamus? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's staying in. <sighs> so we haven't, as if we haven't got enough categories already. Let's just throw a category management uh, agreement out for LMP3. Yeah. Because although there Hang is on, how many one, dead categories? No, no. Have... There is one redeeming feature for LMP3, Warbster, mm-hmm. and you will love this. You can go overseas the and race the LMP3. The sound of a screaming five-liter Nissan V8. Well, another friggin' V8. Yep. Oh. So, so the sad part about this is Cam's and Mister and Mister Seamster. We might actually get some real V8 supercars oh. if LMP3 come out and run. <laughs> hang on, hang and on. And Nissan will win. Hang on. Yes, and you'll be happy because a Nissan engine will win. But I'll bookend that with. A Coyote Ford V8 crate motor shoved into a Ligier, uh, into an on-road Ligier chassis, and we've got 
S5000, not yes. Super 5000, because mm-hmm. Matt, because 5, Matt, Bra- Matt Brady is involved. He was the brainchild of <laughs> Super Utes. Right. So we know how successful that's been before he left supercars. Not very. Uh, so Matt Matt Braid's the guy behind who's got the category management rights for S5000. They're not allowed to call them super because supercars have whacked them on intellectual property. Yep. And now we'll go to that paragraph on the top of the page where Matt Braid is also behind the promotion and category management company for... TCR Australia. Hmm. Uh, to, up- to update you, TCR is the cut price version of European touring cars that replaced Super 2000, which was the ridiculous, un- ridiculously unsuccessful um, successor to uh, Super Touring. Uh, cost effective and with booming numbers, manufacturers have uh, jumped at it with both feet and the World Touring Car Series as well as numerous national series use them. So, in Australia, what do we think? Well, having a look on uh, Crusher Cafe a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. um, well, so Hyundai are already talking about fielding um, uh, interest from competitors wanting to run a Hyundai TCR. So, um, so they we, paid Crusher some money to so uh, we, make that public. Yeah, oh no, yeah. so we're going to uh, so, we'll see some K-boxes out <clears> there on the grid. So what can you run in, a t- in TCR? Whatever. <laughs> They, they Is are just a production series? No, they essentially are a space frame. They're an El Cheapo space frame chassis. Pull me up when I'm when I get it wrong, Walter. Yep, yep, no worries. They're so essentially they're a, a bit. Sedan. They're a bit. Well, they're a sports sedan. So they're a bit like a supercar, except they've only got a little engine in them, mm-hmm. and we hang panels off them from whatever what, manufacturer what we choose. Sixteen hundred turbo. Sixteen hundred turbo. So cool. And as I've said, as Which I've is, said before, so hang on, nippy. Here's a here's a thing. Hmm. Back in the 70s, when Formula 5000 was unpopular, they chopped them up and turned them into sports sedans. Perhaps we could do the same with Formula 4 and take all the turbocharged 1600s out of the Formula 4s. Maybe that's Cam's grand plan. it's all just a little bit of history repeating. You can chop up the Formula 4s no, and 100... build TCRs oh, out then of Then you'll pay 1500 Hang on, hang on. Um, Chev Corvair for sale. <laughs> no, because then you'll pay one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a TCR. You're already paying one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a TCR. Okay, here's the bottom line: Australian racing fans don't give a stuff about front-wheel drive cars. They don't give a stuff about anything with less than five liters in them, unless it's got a turbo. And no, well, hang, Touring, on. hang on, Super Touring taught us this lesson. Super you Touring have a failed. Exactly, Mr. J. I'm sorry. You are a massive, massive fan of Super Touring and BTCC. have been forever and BTCC. Yep. TCR mm. will go down the path of Super Touring. I'm mm. sorry. Oh, and by the way, Mr. J, if you are listening, I'm offering you the position of um, the racing cast of Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's about, yes. there's about three people who will get that, but yes. they will love oh, it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. You you will do us an outstanding job when we need your counsel. I'll yes. just hit you up. Yeah, perfect. Don't, don't worry about Gary Coleman. We've got Mr. J. I can hear an old man calling for an ad break. That's the red phone in race controls rung yet again. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about, Willis? So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. In the finest traditions of crappy supercar sponsors, joining the calibre of Firepower, West Point, The Daily Planet, WPS, Challenge Recruitment, Pack Leader, Wow Sight and Sound, 
John Deere, and most recently, Preston Erections. That was a hard one to get up. I bring you www.rabble.club. Yes, and uh, joining me today for this little advertorial spot is uh, Rabble Club PR person, Pierre Person. So, uh, Pierre, Rabble Club, what is it? Well, Rabble Club is the world's first digital health and wellness club. And to the layman, what does that actually mean? To be honest, mate, I've got no f***ing idea. And I came up with that. Can we just edit this bit out? Yeah, I think we can. To find out more, visit our website, where you can see YouTube videos of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mike's nephew Gary's racing car, Richie Stanaway's racing car, not in a sand trap, and astoundingly, James Courtney getting a shot away. Well, you're single now. Go to www.rabble.club for more. Welcome back to the uh, racing cast. I nearly said Warbster cast and old habits die hard. No shit. And we're going to get into the last bit of the show before we say goodbye for once, one more time. And we're up to the enduro season starting. The season of endurance. We haven't said that a few billion times. Uh, yes, late September, which means uh, football finals are on, except for my football season, which has only just started. And yeah, endurance season. So we're starting off with the Rabble Club Sandown 500. And we won't bore you with the uh, co-driver pairings until our Bathurst preview. But uh, yeah, we're going to focus on Sandown, the traditional enduro season opener. Except for when your predecessor lost his mind. And had it for four years at QR and then another three years at Phillip Island. Uh, yeah, sorry. But Sandown's up first and importantly, it means that their FAA track license is back. Yes, obviously they've made the um, well concessions or improvements that they needed to make for the FIA to be satisfied to give them back level three track license. Yeah, this uh, was a little bit of PR last week. Turn six, they've, the Australian Grand Prix Corporation have graciously loaned them lots of tyre bundles and lots of concrete fence. Mm. So they've now got concrete wall in front of the Armco covered in lots and lots and lots of new tyre bundles. Yes. And they've done a great heap of uh, new surface through turn one on the exit. So mm. let me just say here and now that it will be a repeat of Wanneroo. They will need an official and a camera because, or Eastern Creek, they will exceed track limits. They'll go all four wheels on the extra bitumen out wide. Absolutely ridiculous. And uh, to all those who um, called BS on the fact that I said that they'd lost their circuit license in the first place a few months ago, a big hello. Just as important, Warbstar, mm. sound engineer. There you go. <laughs> Co-drivers. Co-drivers are now in play. The two that we're going to put under the microscope will undoubtedly be the newcomer from international sports cars. Uh, the Earl of Bamber. In uh, in the Red Bull corner. And the only man in the series who can interpret for Scotty Mac. Mm -hmm. French person. Alexander Pramat. A.K.A. Frenchie. The other Frenchie. Yeah, the other Frenchie. Yes, in the shell corner. Yeah, so, well, I'm not going to do the um, John French joke to death this year. No. Yes, so, I am. One mistake in their regular driver's championship hopes are severely damaged, as Supercars Media will likely tell us a few billion times in the next couple of months. Mm -hmm. And let's just say that Frenchie was behind the wheel of the Scotty Mack car last year when it died. Yes. And cost Scotty Mack a championship. That wasn't his fault, though. Shh. 
You're ruining my argument. Okay. That was Scotty's back. Scotty's back's fault when he. No, it was. A, it wasn't at it a. 50, wasn't it a fifty percent part? Yeah, it was a fifty percent part. Yes. Yeah. Sand down. Last year's winners were uh, Cam Waters and Richie Stanaway. And boy, if winning and Richie Stanaway is a foreign concept 12 months later, I don't know what is. Absolutely. Did it in the Monster Falcon uh, that was then known as Pro Drive Racing Australia, but he's now known as Tickford Racing. And uh, although it wasn't a Sandown 500, it was only a Sandown 380. Yes. The race record holder is uh, 11 or 14, who... Uh, actually had, won nine. Who actually won nine, and had a bit of an anniversary yesterday, Warbster. Yes, 12th anniversary of... Uh, George, of George of the Jungle. Oh, yes, uh, 12th anniversary of uh, Peter Brock's passing. Um, we do miss him, unlike that tree. Whoa, <laughs> nasty. Ooh. So, do you want to tease out a little bit of what we were talking about, Warbster? Your title hopes. You're essentially... Your Supercars Championship title hopes mm. are for two of the two contenders... Well, the two contenders, virtually. The two two key contenders at this point in time Mm. are in the hands of two blokes that have very little seat time in supercars this year. Well... One one who's barely driven a supercar. Well, one who's actually never sat in the car that he's designated to drive during the Enduro Championship, and I don't think Prem has done more than the co-driver days um, for um, Scotty Mack. I think he did the last to the test last week and that's sort of really about it. Yeah. Now, I mean, they are they are top operators. They shouldn't need that much. But when you're talking about, you know, a 10th here or a 10th there, making all the difference. So, Wolfster, here's one for you. Yep. High-profile co-driver. Yep. International factory drive running overseas. Yep. Comes back to Australia mm-hmm. and he's absolutely shite in the endurance series. Uh, he was alright at the 12 hour you that's not the series of endurance you would have thought Indeed. Triple Eight would have learnt their lesson by now yes I think that though that um, Shane Van Gisbergen did push rather hard for Earl Bamber to get the drive well he is an old mate yes but uh, old mates don't matter when you're a bit off the pace yeah mm. so uh, those of you who are playing along at home that don't get it we're talking about Matt Campbell's uh, mm. fairly average performances for Triple Eight last year what are you talking about he did great driving past the museum for the 14th time. Yeah, no shit. Anyway. Actually, he went down that escape road 11 or 14 times. Yes, he did indeed. Okay. Alrighty. Well, okay, Sand let's... engineer. Yep. Sand down. Yeah. You know it well. I do. You I've love been it. there a couple of times. You've, you've, been, you've stood out on the grid. Yep. You've had yourself photoshopped while standing out on the you've grid. You've been let's, photoshopped let's, standing let's on stay the out grid. of that. G'day, Liam. Big, Hi, Liam. big shout out to Liam and Jace. Heart pick. You've, uh, no, no, no. You've, yeah. uh, you, you've spent time roaming the hill yep. in the heartland. In the heartland. The heartland of the boat. The heartland, yes. the heartland of the supercars fan. You've sampled the barbecues of the supercars fans. Once or twice. Once yeah. or twice. Here we go. Heart pick. Yeah. Who, heart pick. Who, who do you want to win from the heart? Well, I'd love I'd love Melbourne to win next Friday night. But other than that, you know what? <laughs> Wouldn't we all love the D's to uh, to beat Hawthorne next Friday night? Packers over the Bears, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I'd really love Scotty Mack to to come out of this on top of this in, on top of Shane. So yeah. I, I, I'd actually like to see. Dave Reynolds. Yeah, win what a the surprise. Ra- Dave Reynolds win the race. Scotty Mack comes second. Yeah. And SVG DNF. Yeah, That'd sure. be great. Yeah. yeah. So who, who are you three to look out for, boys? Let's let's do this in order. Righto. Three to look out for. I'm going to go with Rick and Gary's nephew, 
who they, um, actually they're, they're a dark horse. They're a dark horse because that is actually a very well put together combination. If you think about it, Gary's been up front. You mean the, Mike's uh, nephew, Gary? Mike's nephew, Gary. Yep. As I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, Mike. Mike's nephew, Gary, has been a top runner in uh, Super Two. We all know what Rick's been capable of this year. Cars and fast. Cars, cars, bloody quick in, in over one lap. If they can get it to drag over a full stint, yep. they're going to be right up there. They're probably one of the better balanced combinations out there. Can't look past uh, Jamie Wincup and um, the Simon and Garfunkel fan. Dave and Dave, Dave and the Ageless Veteran. Yeah, because uh, the Ageless Veteran, another one who can just seems to be able to just get into race cars and just go quick. How yep. about so the Ageless Veteran is of course Luke Gilden for those who are playing along at home. Yes, three to look out for. Yeah, I reckon Lowndes might try to stick it up there. You know, bring it back, bring it back round for his final finish, his final season, or the important part of the, his final the, season with old mate B Pillar Basher. Yeah, with yep. old mate the, the, the pensioner combination. <laughs> Is there any? Are there any current drivers still around in supercars who drove in the super touring races back in the late nineties at Bathurst? I'm thinking Steve Richards would be the only one left. I'd need to have a really good look at that, but I think you're spot on. I don't think there's anyone else mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. For mine, I think I think Dave's a fairly obvious one for three to look out for. Um, I think Erebus can certainly rise to the occasion. I think Scotty Pye could be one to look out for. He's got Fluffy, and Fluffy's one of, another one of those blokes who can just get in the thing and drive it. Yep. Yeah, Luffy, Luff, Warren Luff can drive just about anything. I think that's... Uh, I mean, if he doesn't crash it. Well, no, he doesn't crash that much. Anymore. And and sadly... <laughs> yeah, that Wink Cup bloke. <sighs> yeah, I think uh, I think Wink Cup Dumbrell's one of those ones that they've always been competitive. They're always going to be somewhere. Yep. If the cars until run, they crash, yep, or run out of petrol, yeah, or yeah. don't stop for a yellow flag, or pass the safety, safety car, pass the safety car. No, but that's yeah. Bathurst. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, so he'll win here. Well, they, they haven't. They ha- Sandown hasn't been that favourable for Triple Eight over the years. No, it hasn't. none of the endurance round. No. Alrighty, so uh, Warbster heart pick. Well, it's got to be Rick and Mike's nephew. Yep, of course. Sound engineer heart, heart pick. pick. Yeah, Dougie Reynolds. Yeah, Warbster. So um, heart pick. I think BJR. I'd love to pick the Slade dog, but I don't think Ash Walsh has had enough seat time this year. Well, he didn't get much seat time last year. Yeah, well, that's because he was in hospital after crashing the Brabham at uh, Phillip Island in testing. Oh, we're admitting that now, aren't we? No, but I've seen the photos. And, look, I'd say uh, I'd say Purr Dog mm-hmm. with uh, Macca Jones as his co-driver. Yeah. Reckon, reckon they're a dark horse. Yeah, just keep an eye on those dampers. Yeah. Mm. Head pick? Head picks, well, I don't think that either of the usual top two contenders or have actually got very good co-driving propositions. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say... Well, uh, Jamie, Jamie Winkup. I'm just going to mumble that. Yep. Mm. Sound engineer? Head pick. Probably going to be... Nah, I don't reckon there is anyone that you can... I can say with absolute certainty will win. Mm. It's, a, it's, a new, it's a new season, pretty much. Well, it's still the same season, well, but it's not. I think I think I know endurance what you're doing. endurance yeah, yeah, yeah. racing is such a dome ball game, and no one's done it for twelve months. Mm. So yep, no, no, that's you've, okay. you've got to look at it as a probably in terms of it is a little isolated spoon as, season as a team that should move up during the endurance season. I think Walken China Dirty United's definitely got to be the number one contender for that because they've got the continuity with Warren Luff and Jack Perkins. Yep. So I think that would be my main prediction would be actually Walkinshaw and Dirty United will do a lot better through the enduro season just because their lunchtime drivers aren't going to let them down. Yep. I think I think I'm with you, Warbster. In terms of seat time, continuity, 
um, operating at a higher level can't go past Wing Cup and uh, and Paul Dunbrell. And I think the other um, the other thing to note, um, Alex Rullo with Simona De Silvestro, that's actually a much better combination than it looks on paper. Mm. Rullo's really come forward this year. Yeah, they, they could actually be, a, uh, if, if they don't run into anybody mm. or nobody runs into them, they could quite easily be a top 10 proposition. Yeah, I mean, I'd look at Alex Rullo as being a better proposition than Andre Heimgartner's partner, which is Aaron Russell. Ooh. And oh, um, yeah. the less said about Richard Muscat, the better. Cause... Yep. Mm-hmm. So... Here's one that we haven't talked about. Yep. How many safety cars? Oh. The race is three. Three-ish hours? Roughly. Five, mm. seven. I don't know. It depends on whether they go nuts or not. What's the weather like? Well, it's Melbourne, so raining. Right. Rain is forecast. Rain. Showers, mm. 60 or 70% Showers. chance of rain both Saturday and Sunday. Right. Oh, Ten. So remember too... <laughs> nice round rem- number. Remember the, remember the qualifying format. They both... both Driver and co-driver have a, have a little sprint race Saturday afternoon, and then yep. they uh, tally up the, Must say, great the points format. or times or however they do that. that yeah. It's essentially a combined result to give them a grid. So brilliant format. Yeah, I think it's excellent. The way safety it cars. Be. How many do you think? Ten. Ten. <laughs> you, yep. you know they've gone without a safety car a number of times. Yeah. When they don't ha- when they don't have a massive crash, okay. they go without a safety yeah, car. It's, it's, they not, also it's not an option. The race. You don't have to go to a high number every time. <laughs> uh, I think I think three. Uh, I think two and a half. Okay. Yeah, they're very good. So two that's and two and a red flag. No, or is that two Well and, it depends it depends on Is that much. two and Tim yelling at them to get a third? No, that'd be that'd be um, the channel ten. That'd be, that'd be the channel ten and Foxtel producer telling them to get a third. Yes, wink, wink. Um, yes, absolutely. Because this this race is on channel ten live. It, it is. Apparently. It is. It is live Quite and free. Live. live and free. How how? Don't ever forget. You have to live free. So one thing we haven't touched on. Yep. Gents. No more Wilson's unsecured. No, no, no Wilson's security. So the eighty six is about. That was James, it was Jim Fencing, wasn't it? So everything that Supercars owns happens to be supporting. We've got 86s. Right. Oh, mate. Can you imagine those utes going in hard at turn six? Oh, you, re- yeah. you reckon Hazelwood's crash last year was big? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. They're fucking, one of them fucking right the upside down in the crowd's going to be fucking crazy. That, that flying mullet's going to be flying more than usual. Uh, Super 2. Yep. TCM are back. And Marcus Sakanovich is debuting the XD Falcon. Yes. Star. Yes, and if they had a decent driver in it, it would win every race. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, and that's about it. Well, I reckon we're just about done, lads. I think we can waffle yeah. for another five minutes. Well, I yeah. think I'm going to have hard enough time editing this as it is. That's Actually, true. you might get a dip at it this yeah, week. This, you can edit that out too. This episode so, is uh, our last one before our first anniversary show. Mm, uh, absolutely. It'll be our first anniversary next episode. We'll probably end up doing a uh, special first anniversary thing, which we haven't worked out what it is yet. Yep. So if you want to do our job for us and tell us what we should do, that would be amazing. I reckon I will have started playing some Wake Minute Tonka right about now. Yep. And for those of you in Melbourne, if you hear the, if we manage to get this on air before next Friday, you can catch Lake Minnetonka at Open Studio on Friday night. Yep. Uh, Adam, Emily, and Jack. So, as we've said, hit us up on our Facebook pages. If you don't know what they are by now, either go back through this episode or just... Or just Google it. Mate. Just Google it, mate. Yeah. Like everyone else. What they are. A yobber a wank. Hi, everyone. <laughs>